Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, Caitlin Pratt, and Midwest Muscle P4P in the house. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscles, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on, and a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, check us out at P4PMuscle.com. And now, let's chit-chat with Amanda. Now, this is so odd. We, 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 you know, we have live listeners, and we have people that are listening, and we have people that enjoy the show. But very rarely does someone hear the show and then is sparked by an idea enough to basically engage with Desiree and say, hey, you know, these there are some ideas out there that have already been floating around, and they could work for the the natural bodybuilding industry. And it's 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 nice to know that we we can have these kind of engagements and and find things that can spark it. But just you know, just the fact that we had it on a Tuesday show, and then there's relevance as the you know the season is is starting to hit full swing. Granted, we've already had shows. Uh, already happening, but you know, as far as the Midwest, we are just basically picking up speed and just getting started. With that in mind, you know, there's still things that the natural athletes could could uh, hear about, and and a lot of things that can happen to basically increase the sport as the season goes into full swing. And Kelly was nice enough to basically come up with some ideas and some aspects of it. And as we bring her on to the show, she'll enlighten us on what she has in mind and what she's been looking for in the future and what could possibly basically increase the sport and not to make it mainstream for the, you know, the aspect of popularity, but to make it more mainstream for the access to it. And that's a big thing when you consider that not everybody wants to compete, but they would like to see something that can be brought locally to their hometowns or to their neighborhoods or to their cities and basically help uh, bring people together in a positive light, but also to bring people together under the understanding that they don't have to use drugs, they don't have to basically hurt each other or hurt themselves in the process of getting to better health and becoming a better people in the, in their respective uh, parts of town or, or country. So, I'm going to bring Kelly on, and Kelly's going to introduce herself. Uh, many of you might remember her. Uh, she's done uh, a lot of things on the stage, and now she's basically stepping in and trying to do things off the stage as well. So, Kelly, uh, welcome, and, you know, let everybody know what's going on. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Yes, ma'am. Okay, great. Well, um, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, and, yeah, my name is Kelly Vopel, and I have been a natural competitor uh, for more than 10 years and uh, have been competing in various different organizations in the U.S. and um, obtained my professional status in, I believe it was 2014, and have been mm-hmm. continuing and competing as a, a pro since then. And then, as you mentioned, Kaylin, more recently, I uh, I started doing some posing clinics and offering some posing coaching for individuals looking um, to improve their stage presence. 
and uh, started helping promote some shows and getting involved in some of the uh, natural organizations locally in um, Dallas, Texas, and then wherever else I can help out if it makes sense. Uh, so trying to get involved as much as I can and um, really support the sport overall and um, and help these natural athletes achieve their goals. And that's not an easy thing because, one, you're fighting another industry, the enhanced industry, because they want to keep their foothold. Mm-hmm. And if it's, when you're talking about a business, that only makes sense. It stands to reason. But you're also dealing with in-house fighting where organizations aren't exactly getting along as well as they might say or, or put out there in the, in the, in the mainstream. And <laughs> you have to deal with the fact that people really are unknown to the natural community and the aspects of criteria, symmetry, and, and competition. So even with the seminars, there's a struggle. And for you to keep going and pushing and still doing those things speaks, a lot of, uh, speaks well of you. But it also says how much fur, how, much, how much further we have to go in order for this sport to really become as big as we all know it can be. Yeah, it's very true. And that's you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm working on and, and looking to help with is, is bring some of the natural bodybuilding events or bring more of them um, towards the, the West Coast. We have some, but not, um, mm-hmm. not a lot and not, not always a lot in Texas either. So um, you know, we're looking with the ANBF um, bringing a couple of shows, two or three shows here to Texas this year. Um, and the ANBF is doing close to 20 shows in total this year, uh, which is quite a lot for, for that organization. And uh, they're having some success. So we're looking for them to improve and in- increase in terms of their numbers. And then OCB is also coming here to Texas this year, I think it's their first time actually in Dallas. Um, so we're excited mm-hmm. to see that and um, see some things expand a little bit more nationally across across the country. So I've been hey. working with a couple of promo- promoters here locally. Go ahead. No, what I was going to say is, you know, because we have uh, this one's from Jillian, and and I don't think she truly understands the trouble that we're, we're speaking because, you know, she sees a lot of natural shows. And I'll put that in quotes because the one she's referring is not, and I would repeat, is not a natural show. It just takes on the not natural moniker to basically bring in natural athletes. So you'll have some natural athletes in attendance and some will be on stage, but the organization itself is not drug tested. So, you know, it, we, well, here's an example. Um, I remember about four years back now where a promoter, he, he said it was going to be natural, he was going to drug test, and he, I mean, he put some strict guidelines in place. And then there was a Serbian team that really wanted to come over and, and represent themselves in this country because they'd been competing at quote-unquote natural shows over in their in their land. And, no, mm-hmm. sorry, uh, sorry, Saudi teams, I'm sorry. And when they came here and found out they had to be drug tested, they were like, well, what, you know, what, what are you talking about? And then they basically just boarded the plane and went home. So, you know, we, we, have, a, we have an understanding as athletes in a natural organization or in the natural industry 
of true competition through drug testing. And then there's the people that, you know, wink, wink, uh, you know, nudge, nudge. Yeah, I'm I'm a natural athlete and I'm going to a natural show and it's the furthest thing from it. So when you're dealing with that kind of, and I'm not insulting anyone when I say this, when you're dealing with that kind of ignorance, it's a big, big step when you step in and you're talking about true natural competition. How much headway have you had in Texas? Because I know that's really big in PC country. And and how much support can you can you get when you're basically getting your foot in the door? It's hard. I mean, it's hard. Texas is definitely NPC country, and there's there's a lot of folks here that are part of the NPC and the IFBB. Um, I think the hardest part is I think we can coexist. I don't think there's any question that we can. The hardest part mm-hmm. is that there there are shows almost every weekend uh, for NPC, and so the draw is there. And so even if we schedule natural shows, it often conflicts with uh, an NPC show. And so naturally, mm-hmm. you know, competitors will try to go for that show. Um, there are still groups out there of athletes that, you know, re- know and refuse to, you know, to um, do anything but natural competing. And so that's our audience and that's who, um, that's who we stick with. And, you know, we, we hope to, to pull those folks um, towards the natural shows and, and get them, you know, within the competition that's um, on the same level, right, with, um, with mm-hmm. doing everything naturally. So um, I, you know, I myself have competed in NPC, so I, you know, they have a, a large organization, and um, mm-hmm. especially here in Texas, <laughs> um, yes. oh, my great goodness. shows. But, uh yeah, every weekend. And so that's the biggest thing is just conflict of scheduling, um, you know, because they, they pull all the athletes, whether they're um, natural or not natural, <laughs> they can pull the athletes uh, to their shows. So, so that's one of the hardest things that we find. Yes, and I, I think one of the biggest mistakes, like you said, it, the coexistence shouldn't be a problem. Uh, and I know Des mm-hmm. and I have pointed out several times in the past, that every athlete starts out natural, whether you know people want to believe that or not. Uh, you you will start as a natural athlete, you know, hundred percent guaranteed. You mm-hmm. have to start as natural athletes because people are lifting weight in the gym before they even know anything about uh, steroids, growth hormone, or any of the other um, illegal substances that would, would basically ban them for life in a natural environment. And the one thing that we we tend to do wrong as well is try to demonize these these people because I know plenty of uh, enhanced people that, that the furthest thing from being demons or demonic. They're wonderful people. I mean, like you 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 meet them, they're 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 very out, out outspoken. They're very helpful. They're very involved in their gyms because you know they wanted to be successful because they happen to like that gym. And, you know, it's more to the point of understanding that it's a, a choice that they made. It's a big health choice. I mean, like, uh, aside from competing or anything else, uh, the health aspect has always been more to the point of where I'm coming from because I've just lost so many that have uh, made that choice to use drugs and, and basically kill themselves. I said it's just, to me, it's like a long-term suicide 
with the understanding that, you know, you look great dying. And it's it's always hurt me. And this year, I think it was the early part of this year, where I had to go up for number 24, where his heart was enlarged until it burst, and he died. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's more personal for me in that area because I just don't want to lose any more friends. But, you know, as far yeah. as the competitive side, I have yet to see any true enhanced uh, competitor that smiles and winks when a, uh, an enhanced competitor tries to do a natural show. They frown down on that big time, and mm-hmm. they think even mm-hmm. less of the person that does it. So, you know, we, we can't uh, try to demonize these people because they're human. I, I mean, I, I don't understand the the need to make anyone evil, evil to get your mm-hmm. point across. I mean, like what you said is very relevant. That, that they, I know some wonderful promoters, and without some of the promotion that they've done in the past, bodybuilding would not be the size it is without, without them basically okay. jumping in on that. So it, it's really amazing how we need to make people wicked to, you know, to, to basically sell our point. I'm saying, you know, if, if you have a Kmart and a Walmart, if, if you work at Kmart or if you work at Walmart, you should be buying that product from there instead of basically buying it from another aspect and wondering why you can't grow as, as a business. It, it, we, we have to look at it from a business point. If you're trying to basically grow anything, you have to buy from within at some point. Uh, Des, have you been hmm. listening? Does any of this make sense? Um, I, I just got tuned in, so I really don't know where you guys are at right now. So keep on going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll let Kelly respond. <laughs> yeah, we were um, – hi, Dad. How are you? I am great. Thanks for joining us tonight. Sorry I'm late, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, no, we were just talking about – he was asking me – Kaylin was asking me about some of the challenges I've experienced – um, with promoting and trying to expand the natural bodybuilding in Texas specifically. Yes. And so we were just talking about how, um, you know, there's a way that we can coexist, and they definitely uh, have a large group of excellent competitors, excellent athletes, and um, we do as well. And the biggest hurdle we find, because they have such a large group right now at least, is um, – Every week, weekend here in Texas, there's a show. Um, so mm-hmm. anything we schedule, we'll pull competitors, um, you know, towards the uh, towards the other show. So so it's a little bit a little bit hard from that aspect, but there's no reason that we can't coexist in the same area. No, and I and I, you know, and I definitely would love to see that type of environment. I know we're seeing more and more natural promoters popping up in Texas, and I think that's great. I feel like you are, um, I don't know, Kim, is this like our third new promoter in Texas we've seen in the last year, maybe more than that? Yes. Uh, I know Q was uh, real big out on that, and the uh, I think she said the ANBL, is doing some out there, and I know yep. uh, the, the PNBA has been trying to break ground. Uh, I think they moved the natural universe down there last year. So it's going to be interesting at the the the, 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 
the backwash that happened because I know this isn't going to go over well when you talk about basically getting natural athletes to step on a natural stage because the the, the thing with Texas and you know I've I've done some research on this is basically they go to the football games, they go to the basketball games, <laughs> they go to anywhere that somebody looks fit and ready to go, and they're promoting those shows. So, when, you know, we, we haven't thought of even stepping into those arenas. We go to other bodybuilding shows and keep it in-house. They're expanding anywhere they have someone that looks fit. They're hanging posters. They're, they're, they're doing everything, and, and they promote their athletes a lot better than – the, the natural side has been promoting as we're catching up, but it's still uh, far behind. And in Texas, you can't be be behind in anything because everything in Texas is big, and they brag about <laughs> that quite a bit. How you know you, everything in Texas is is just is a ginormous because this very state is ginormous. So if you don't go in there with a big attitude, you will basically be either buried or forgotten. I would say that's this, true. <laughs> It's true. I mean, and the challenges are there, but the natty wave is coming, and it just keeps coming and coming, and it might take a little bit to get the momentum for it to be like a full swell, but it's going to come. And I think, you know, what we've been hearing from all of our promoters thus far is they know what the challenges are, but they are ready. And I'm I'm going to gamble that's how you're feeling about this, too. For sure. Um, yeah, I de- I definitely feel that way, and that's I even um, you know I had mentioned to Kaylin I would love to bring a couple of other the promoters in Texas here onto to here onto the show to to talk with you and talk with you about what they're experiencing and um, you know if we all continue to share and, and network and and talk about these things we or my hope anyway at least is that we continue to grow and find ways to grow. Yes. No doubt. And, that, and we'd love it. Things, that was one of the things we were talking about on Tuesday, and I was just so elated when you basically messaged me after the show and, and was coming up with those concepts. I think we were just, I mean, just talking about it. And I was like, what better time than to have our listeners' <laughs> ears open and understanding exactly where we're coming from because we were just covering it on, on the Tuesday show. And, one of the things that I, I do enjoy is that because of the natural industry being so familial that we do a lot of things in-house and networking just by habit. We contact each other to see how each other are doing. We support each other, you know, behind the scenes, basically to make sure that we're going to be at our best mentally and physically as we step on stage because there's a lot that goes into a prep as competitors, yeah. as promoters, you know, the whole industry, there's so much that has to happen. The behind-the-scenes stuff that Des and I have engaged, helped, and be a part of is mind-blowing on both sides. So, you know, it's nothing for a, a natural athlete to suffer the whole prep one time and basically just have a, a ride, a nice little wave with a surfboard on the next one. But without mm-hmm. those stories being shared, we don't really know how to engage with the other athletes because the competitors are now becoming promoters, it's a lot easier to understand what's going on because you're doing real-time thinking, not outdated understanding of what should be. And, I, I, you know, and I think uh, one of the biggest things that we, we definitely got rid of was those freaking bowling trophies because nobody, nobody <laughs> liked those things. They, they like the worst thing imaginable. 
because it's so outdated. And now, it's like Bez is saying, we're growing and we're growing and growing. And because we have the in-house speak networking, it can grow a lot more if we keep our focus on growing the sport really, not ego, not pride, not anything, but like you're saying, where we're networking between each other to see what aspects work and which ones don't. What do you think, Des? Mm-hmm. I don't agree. What I think is now that you've said that out loud about the bowling trophies, they're going to make a comeback, and it's going to be like a retro <laughs> thing, and everybody oh. is going to want oh. one. That's right. Everybody. The 90s are back. <laughs> the 90s are in. <laughs> Ah, shoot. There's nothing new under the sun except for natural bodybuilding in Texas. So um, so if I missed this, I apologize and you're repeating, but but tell me a little bit about the show you've got coming up and uh, all the great things we can expect. Yeah, so we have a couple things coming up in Texas in the near future. So um, I think, Kaylin, I think you mentioned PNBA, IMBA. Uh, They have a show on May 11th here in Dallas. Uh, that's one of the promoters. The promoter is um, Javier, uh, and I would love to bring him on and, and have him talk about his preparations and um, things coming up for the show, things that he's doing for the show. Uh, and then we're also doing an ANBF show here in, um, I'll say, DFW area. So it's in between Dallas and Fort Worth, um, and um, that will be on June 8th and excited and looking for that one. We're calling that one the Texas Championship. And uh, and then we'll have a couple more uh, ANDF later in the year, looking more like November. Um, the exact date isn't determined. Uh, and then there's also another INBA, PNBA show on October 5th, uh, also in Dallas. So that's so a lot. Yeah, and this yeah. one um, OCB, OCB on, I think it's August 3rd. Uh, coming up this summer as well. So quite a few, quite a few. And then, you know, we'll filter in a couple others with uh, San Antonio and Austin and uh, and trying to get Texas on the board. No, you will. <laughs> well, it you sounds will. like Texas is making its way. Yes. I think, Taylor, you need to say. hit a stage in Texas. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Down. <laughs> I, 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 I know I, you're I, here. Prepped, so. I know you're ready. No, no, no. Exactly. Prepped, so. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. I got something to share about that because there's, here's a little uh, natural bodybuilding history. I, I'm not afraid to travel. And I'm not referring to the uh, to the time I competed in Florida and, and drove all the way up and down. Um, I'm referring to basically Jody Miller messaging me because she wanted to talk and she wanted to talk live. And I jumped in the car, and I hit the road, and I went all the way down to her her, her uh, gym that she had. And I'm here to tell you, I had no idea. I thought California was a long state. I had no clue. <laughs> and when I got to Texas, because I didn't take that long. And then I got in the state of Texas and driving and driving and driving, and I was like, oh, my goodness. So it took yeah. about 14 hours than I expected. But I was able to do the interview, get a lot of pictures, get a good workout, and then drive home. So it, it's not a problem getting down to Texas. It's just, wow, you really got to be prepared mentally to be on the road that long because I do not like flying, especially 
after all of my uh, supplements were dumped out in front of me. So, you know, the drive would be a, a, a much easier thing. But it would be nice to do that if Dez would find a way to fly her batuti down there and, and be supportive so she could get the interview. Because if we're going to do it, I think Midwest Muscle and P4P Real Talk would have to make a big splash because, like I said, you don't do nothing small in Texas. You don't do anything <laughs> small in Texas. Well, I tell you what, the hub nope. for all of you that uh, like nope. to keep track of my taxidermy goings on has uh, some pretty some pretty good clients in Texas. So we'll have to see if we can't yeah. work some magic around the show somewhere and just get it all to fall in line together. Sounds good to me. There we go. Now, well, I do have a uh-huh. I do have a question. I have a question I for you. If all right, if if you have heard or experienced this in any any way, we, what we're seeing with some of the natural shows is, um, and I think this has to do with waiting to see if they're in the condition that they want to be in to compete. But I see a lot of competitors wait to sign up for competition until. The final week, yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I find it, I find it interesting because I don't see that when I hear or, or talk to folks about non-natural shows, um, and I, and I guess I don't know. I'm throwing it out there. You think it's because they're waiting to see if their conditioning comes in and they're where they want to be? Well, this is real talk, so I, I'm I'm gonna put that out there. A lot of times they just want to see who's showing up. Because, you know, we're mm-hmm. we're in a phase right now. Let, let's be real about this. We're in a very good phase where true competition is actually stepping up and where it used to be where people were showing up just because they knew they had a great chance to win. And that was simply off the list of uh, – because when Facebook was in its infancy, you know, people were, were giving real pictures, not this uh, Photoshopped, uh, filtered stuff that we're dealing with right now. It was real. And, you know, a lot of the people might have been fake, but their pictures couldn't lie. And, you mm-hmm. know, because they were so new to competing, a lot of their pictures were very up-to-date. And so, you know, looking at that, there were a lot of athletes that were coming in with the understanding, I want to win, by hook or by crook. And, you know, as we're growing, the the bad promoters are being weeded out, and the I don't want to call them competitors – I, I would call them the mentally unstable because if they didn't win, they would blast the the crap out of the show, the promoter, and they were robbed and cheated by the athletes. And if you just take a look at one good picture, that should have been the one picture that won the whole show for them, even if it was a backstage picture instead of anything on stage because then there was no prevalence as to why they should win. And it was kind of embarrassing if you were at the show, and because I was doing a lot of live shows covering a Midwest muscle, you had to counteract what they were saying because they were so far from the truth about competing. Mm-hmm. When you talk about true competition, the judge is looking what you're presenting right then and there, not your best backstage looking in a mirror picture, but the one <laughs> where you weren't being coached and you weren't being shown exactly where you needed to be. You, If you weren't mentally tough to remember your poses, you were exposed on stage. And with with something like that, 
you know, it we kind of handed that down to the next generation of signing up at the last minute because we were basically excusing ourselves for doing the same thing. So this is second-generation suffrage for the promoters because the first generation just didn't do their part to hold up our end. And I, like I said, this is real talk, so let's be real. This is why this is happening. That can be changed, you know, because now we have people like Ryan Doors, we have people like Habanina Larian, Sam Okanula, uh, Garino Mackey. They're willing to, they, when they see the list, they get excited. And they sign up first mm-hmm. chance yet. So, you know, it's changing. And like Dad said, it, it, it's, it's slowly but surely improving. But that doesn't fall on the promoter. That falls on the, the, the original competitors from the 90s and the early 2000s. And now we're basically dealing with secondhand suffrage to the promoters because we didn't hold up our end on, in, in signing up when we should have. And when people were asking, you know, I thought you were signing up for the show. I checked the list on the on the on the the internet, and your name's not on. Oh, well, you know, excuse, excuse, excuse. Oh, well, excuse, excuse, excuse. <laughs> well, then they said, well, shoot, if this if it's that easy, then I'm gonna do the same thing. And now, so we're de- you know yeah. we're dealing with second generation promoter suffrage. And I do apologize because I watched it happen and I didn't speak out against it because I was still new to the sport. So. My apologies, I'll do it on air. And I, I know you guys are laughing at me. I see the happy faces, so yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it, it's 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 funny because this is something we did, and now we're getting payback for it. <laughs> you know, I mean, if, if that's if that's the I mean, Kaylin's been up as much longer than I have, so I can see where that is there. But I also have to kind of side with Kelly because there are a lot of athletes trying to determine whether or not they're going to peak the way that they thought they were going to, and then they decide to sign up. And sometimes, well, now you've got so many shows back to back to back to back. Some of them, they don't place the way they want to in one show, and so they have one that's in their vicinity, and so they'll jump in that one. But regardless of what the reason is, whether it's bad legacy, not sure how they're going to come in, or they're just – there's like, well, hell, I'm already in, uh, I'm already stage ready. Let's just keep going. Um, yeah. It's a bad habit. <laughs> it is a bad <laughs> habit. And if you think about yes, it, it, it's a big risk. And you've got more and more coaches this day saying, don't pick a show to get ready for. Get ready and then pick your show. So I think you're starting to see improvement in coaching as well as far as how they're directing their clients to think about their prep and think about, you know, the competition. Now, someone like me, I have to have a show to have that carrot dangling out there, and that's what keeps me motivated. So I do what exactly a lot of coaches say not to do. I pick a show, and then I get ready for it. Um, but, yeah, it's but the pain is the Texas promoters, what they're feeling, it's not uncommon because you'll hear every promoter that we have on the show. They really don't know what their numbers are going to be until the last, you know, two to three weeks going into the show. And even then it's really that last week that really tells them who they're going to have, which is unfortunate when you're ordering trophies, trying to get, you know, everything labeled correctly, trying to know if you're going to be able to offer a pro card in a given category. It's tough. It's tough. Joe Perez is the best example. Because he was on yeah. the show, we had him. I think about three weeks back, and he was no three or four weeks, and he was saying how it sucked so bad that people were signing up so late for his show 
But then he had to come in and tell the truth about himself, and he said he was the first person to always wait to the last minute to sign up. <laughs> and I said, this is, this is the payback we get for making that choice way back when. Yeah, so yeah, there you have I it. I, I think I'm like Des. I have it in my mind. I, I have it in my mind six to nine wa- months ahead. <laughs> I know when it's going to because I need the carrot. I need the carrot out there. Yes. Like she said to have that to hold me to it, keep me, uh, you know, keep me going, keep me motivated. Yeah, because you. Yep, yep. you know, we all know sometimes those days get hard. I mean, and I guess I can't speak for either of you, but there's there hasn't been a prep where there hasn't been some point where I've been like, why am I, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it happens at least <laughs> once. The thought it doesn't linger because I'm able to pull myself back in there because I do it for more reasons than just the show. But it's that date that I am like, I'm gonna hit it and I'm gonna hit it hard. Um, but you know, every once in a while, it's like good grief. Whether it's a bad day or who knows what happened, but I'm like, why am I doing this? And then it all comes yeah. into perspective. But <laughs> but, but hey, if we're being real, everybody's being real. I might as well throw that out yeah. there because it happens. <laughs> it happens to me. Okay, we got a question it's from Elvis, and he's saying, you know, how important are seminars? And can they truly possibly change a competitor from going and choosing the life of drugs or staying natural? Hmm. Hmm. Kelly? I think I'm going to – oh, go ahead. Who's ever ready? <laughs> I guess it is Kelly's <laughs> show. It's not Desiree's show. <laughs> go okay. ahead, Kelly. Okay. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, no, I guess my first comment, I mean, it depends on the seminar for sure, um, but it also depends on the competitor and it depends on their goals, I think, um, right? And, you know, where are they? Are they are they at a point where they're unsure of, of you know, how they're going to get to their goal and what, what they want to do to achieve it? Um I think it all it all depends because it could be it could be someone who's speaking at the seminar who might be influential one way or the other. You know, I think so. Right. I mean, and so yeah, and I totally agree with that. And, but I think the other part of it too is the education, which is something we were also talking about earlier this mm-hmm. week, or um, you know, maybe it was even last week. But we talk about it a lot, and just knowing that natural is out there. I mean, and if you put out there a resource that says, you know, bodybuilding seminar, learn about posing, meet pros, da, 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 they may not understand it's a natty stage, but it's got all the right components that are going to attract them to come to that, you know, seminar. And then they're going to see the opportunity that natural is. And that could be the difference of someone not knowing that there there was an, an, another alternative for them to yes. be like, oh, my gosh, yes, I am going this route. Praise the Lord. They had this event that I could learn. And I think in yeah. that instance, it can make a big difference in someone's decision-making process because they just don't know what they don't know. But once they see that there are others there that have the same interests that align with their um, moral code or whatever that might be, maybe that phrase is not correct, but you guys know what I'm saying. You've been hanging around long enough. Um, 
<laughs> they could be like, heck yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go this route. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's uh, for me. It wasn't a seminar, but I switched to a new coach who uh, did nothing but natural and coached nothing but natural athletes in 2013, and I knew nothing about them until I met him. So I was always doing um, natural bodybuilding, um, competing in shows where you could be natural or not natural uh, until I met this coach, and that was when he opened my eyes to, you know, a a whole different world. So that's a good point. Well, here's the thing, and I, I learned this going to uh, Becky and John uh, to their seminars, and one of the biggest game changers for the seminar for the person that wanted to compete and uh, not even really thinking of, of competing naturally but understanding that this is what a natural physique looks like because we don't have that comparison until we get to seminars of what uh, uh, almost primed or just uh, maybe a week out ready for for stage look on a natural physique. We get to see the enhanced on videos and in magazines, but natural athletes are just about unknown. I mean, there's there's getting more and more ground and, and, and foundation for people to see it, especially with the Iron Magazine, Iron Man, yeah, Iron Man Magazine coming out. And I know... Uh, there used to be natural bodybuilding, and then there was another one out east. But as far as where it's mainstream, you can see that you don't. And you would see it at a natural seminar, and it would be amazing because you would – I mean, like, I've I've heard the enhanced guys say if they'd only known that a natu- they could look like that naturally, they would have worked harder and stayed natural because they thought the only way I'll look muscular – it's through drugs. And then they get mm-hmm. to see not one or two in your gym, but 50 or 60 people at a seminar. And all of them look amazing. Mm-hmm. And you have one mm-hmm. or two that are basically just coming one or two weeks into their prep just to see what's going on. So it's, it's, it's really something to watch that understanding change, right? That, that paradigm shift that happened right before your eyes. And I got to see it at uh, John and Becky's seminars. I've been to about five of them. And, you know, it's, it's still that same shock and awe when they see what a natural physique removed from body fat can look like because we look so much bigger than, you know, what we look like in normal clothing. But if you get on stage, yep. it, it looks even better. And they, and some of the seminars even have enough the the better lighting uh, facilities to show that stage look, and it just changes and transforms a competitor's thinking when they see that because you know there is a great expense financially and health wise with choosing drugs, and it's always in the back of the person's mind. And then that fear can be removed right at a seminar because they say, I I would want to look like that. I can resemble this person standing in front of me if I really put my foot down and and get the work going. Instead Mm -hmm. of saying, you know, I'll never look like that 
unless I'm using this mass consumption of drugs. Because morally, you take a step down to do that. Ethically and morally, you never have to basically sidetrack anything about health and fitness if you take the natural route. It's a lot easier to make that decision, especially when you're talking about family and friends who really love and care and concern for you. So, you know, those are the things I saw at the seminars that really just kind of blew me away. Yeah, yeah that's what he said. <laughs> that's right. You guys are I, I think you bring, you bring up another good point, which is, is something else is one of the ideas I brought to you, Kaylin, too, that I'm looking into. Um, one, I think competitors are also – um, looking for potentially sponsorships. They're looking to expand their network. They're looking for some publicity. And, um, you know, that's part of the draw when they see some of these other um, organizations have these massive numbers and massive uh, number of competitors. Um, and so one of the things that we're looking at doing is partnering with a media partner, um, one that focuses in the fitness industry, uh, and can really offer some of our athletes um, that platform to to expand and and really promote themselves and um, you know get their name out there, get their physique out there, uh, get more followers, get more of an influential or influencer type profile uh, to get sponsorships and things that they're looking for, and then inherently we hope as promoters that that draws, you know, additional athletes and also expands the awareness of the natural competitor and the look of the natural competitor, Um, just like you mentioned, right, to make people more educated and more aware of what the natural competitor looks like. Yes. Um, This one's from Jillian, and this is to Des, well, I guess to all of us. Um, and, and she says, guys, if you're really having successful seminars, aren't you really training people to beat you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, really, that's the goal, right? Um, yeah. You know, each one teach one. And, uh, well, I can't speak for Kaylin or Kelly, but I'm not going to compete forever. And I always want the best competition on stage, so – if I can help improve somebody and they keep right on rocking and rolling, then that's what it's all about because hopefully they'll turn around and do the same thing for somebody else. Yeah, I agree. I think there was one one time I showed up at a show and there were no other girls in my category and I was so disappointed because yes. it's so much fun to get up there with, um, you know, a stacked class and competitors that are, you know, really um, – comparable and it's just so much fun and to have the comparisons and be moved around on stage and uh you know I, I look for that so um because I want to be I always want to improve myself I don't necessarily want to go out there and say I'm going to beat that girl but I want to go out there and say I'm going to beat how I looked last time and and that's you know my own goals my own objectives um and so I like to be out there and see that and then be able to be in the mix uh with the other competitors Oh, absolutely. I think that's how yeah, we operate, right? I, <laughs> we have to. 
I mean, like I said, there's a bond. Uh, competing takes a toll on your mind and body, not in a negative way, but in a one that in one that always stresses you to the point of mental fatigue. And we've all been there if we've been successful in this sport. And I know there's three people on this show right now who have one. So there's a bond in that. There's an understanding in a prep. There's an understanding in dealing with family. There's an understanding in dealing with work. There's an understanding in dealing with people at the gym. All facets are covered. And if you're going through that stress, it's nice to be able to share in those moments with people who can relate. And that brings a very tight-knit group. So the support you see in natural bodybuilding is genuine from the people who make it more than a hobby. They make it a passion because it's a part of who we are. Uh, We're connected in that understanding. And because of that, it's easier to train people to basically keep that that standard bearer going because, like Dad says, we're not going to be here forever. The goal is to grow the industry, not yourself, because we'll always find a way to get better. We'll be so freaking critical, hypercritical of ourselves, we'll never find perfection. But it's no harm in trying. Mm-hmm. And we push and we push and we push, and there's somebody out there in the industry that knows how to push us further than we're pushing ourselves right now. And that's the people we like to interact with. That's what these shows do and that's what the seminars do. So when we're going to seminars, yes, we're sharing everything we know because it's the hope that the sport itself grows bigger than what we know currently. It's it's not asking much for people to share their best to get the best for, for, for everyone out there because as long as we're growing, we're getting better, and all of us improve. Even if it's somebody you don't really agree with as far as, you know, their tactics or method, they have a passion that gets them to that next level. And that's what intrigues us, and that's what keeps us inspired. Uh, This next question is from uh, Bethany, and she's saying, in Texas, if everything's so big and already set in stone, why make waves? Uh, Oh, I I know who this Bethany is. Okay. Um, I'll let you guys answer that, and then I'll, I'll, I'll respond. So the question is, why well, make waves? Yeah, why why basically get in the way of the NPC? Okay, well, guess mean, hurts. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I said guess first. Go for it. Oh, uh, guess first. <laughs> I thought you said that hurts. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> So, I mean, for for us, I, it's giving natural athletes the opportunity to be um, competitive on that stage, and it's not that not it's not that all of them are not because some of them are, some of them do get to that level, but sometimes when you're first starting out, um, you know, and you haven't built as much muscle as you want, but you still want to get on the stage and you still want to compete um, and and be competitive. Sometimes you need that natural stage and, um, you know, another opportunity to continue to help the sport and help the sport grow and, and help the natural sport grow uh, to offer uh, the education and the awareness 
of, of having these shows available. I think it's really important um, that it's not just in pockets, but that we offer it, you know, more widely uh, and broadly, uh, specifically in Texas, because it is so big. No doubt. And I would just add, you know what, for at least from my perspective, it's for the health of it. I mean, it's the whole reason that we have P for P real talk and we're out here showcasing the natural bodybuilding community because we believe wholeheartedly in what this choice offers athletes and their long-term health. So why not? I mean, isn't, isn't everything about choice? You want to choose this, you want to choose that. Um, and if this aligns more so with the choices that people want to make, then they should have the option to go for it. So I don't think it's necessarily why get in the way of NPC. We're not getting in the way of anything. The NPC keeps trucking right along regardless of anything that we do. And as <laughs> yes. it should. But people should have the option. And that's what it's all about. I mean, if you want organic, eat organic. You don't want to eat organic, don't eat organic. But you have the option, and it's always based on your health. Kaylin? And I would to that monopoly. We hate that. <laughs> it is, and yet we're arguing for it in, in enhanced bodybuilding. Let's be real. Um, we're not going to kid ourselves, Bethany. That, that's a good question. True enough, if you have something good, why break it? And like Dad said, we're not trying to break anything. Uh, We're giving an option. I I know there's plenty of options out there, especially when you talk about the natural organizations, and they're basically saying we have a better product. I'm saying what's wrong with having someone that has an idea that can get people to, to health? If it takes Kelly being on stage to get 20 people to choose being healthier, not competing, not even stepping on stage, just sitting in attendance and saying that carrot on stage, that person on stage that's dangled like that carrot is going to bring me to make my my health better so I can be better around with my family, so I can be a better worker, so I can be a better friend, so I can be a better assistant to somebody on the side of a road. I'm saying yes. And if it works for the enhanced, then you you, you stay there and you enjoy that. But I'm saying it's not everybody that that has to go that route. But they still would like to be sitting in attendance to that show. If it takes that venue on that day to get one person to choose a better health choice, isn't it worth it? Why would you have to say only this product is what works? Because I learned that's the first sign of insanity, and we were just learning about that in Bible study. If your way is the only way, if your voice is the only voice that can bring people to make a better decision, then there's something wrong with your head, and you are failing miserably in life. And it's three people on this show And all of us have said a different perspective, but everyone has a goal in mind of better health. And three people made that decision, Bethany. So when you say that all three of us need to be removed from society and never again set foot on this earth because 
you already have an understanding of what you consider is, uh, I, I, well, I can't call it body, but I, 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 I've already voiced my opinion, and you already know it because we've had these conversations before. But that is a valid question, and I'm not knocking the question. I am knocking the thinking behind it. Des? Well, I've got nothing to add to that. (laughs) So anyway, we're going to tootle right on along. So I'm going to bring this back around to Kelly. So are you going to be getting up on a stage in Texas anytime in the future with all of these opportunities that are sitting out there in front of you right now? So funny enough, I am going to be behind the scenes and I'm going to be judging and (gasps) promoting. Yay. Yeah. And doing a bunch of other things uh, other than uh, competing, but I'm going to be traveling to compete this year. So I said not even guest poser. No, I did that once before. I guess maybe if they they asked me to, maybe I will. You Uh, can work a stage, girl. I have seen it. (laughs) Uh, I might if I get asked. So we'll we'll see. Um, But oftentimes I do have quite a few clients that I do with posing, um, coaching, and um, I I always want to be there to support them, but I don't always want to get up on stage um, and have them feeling like they're competing with me. Um, so I like to travel to do it and, uh, and support good, in other ways. Travel on, travel on to yeah. the best. <laughs> I, maybe I will. Right now I, I have a couple in Vegas yeah. lined up. And and uh, let's see, Virginia. We'll see. I don't know. Haven't, haven't gotten them all figured out yet. <laughs> all right. That's <laughs> exciting. That is exciting. So Ooh. how about you, Des? I know I know Kaylin's competing in two weeks and how about you? Um, I am eyeballing a show this fall. We will see how that goes. Um, we'll see how my prep comes along and uh see I'm gonna be one of those that even though I have a show picked, I'm not gonna be signing up just yet. In fact, but I don't even think <laughs> I can register yet since it's not until September, so I don't even know a specific date, but I know it's gonna be in September. Um, so yeah, so we're going to see if not this year, it will definitely be, um, I will hit the, uh, one of the earliest shows next spring, um, and take it from there. So stage time in my future, we will see how soon that is. And even if I don't think I'm a hundred percent ready, I may hit a stage, um, just to see how things go. And that's also another motivating factor for me, um, to have that, uh, kind of prep show see how it works and then wean and and uh, hit the next one even even harder. So with that being said, I even though I was late, I've thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show tonight. And uh I just want to say thanks for all that you're doing great to support and promote and help grow natural bodybuilding in Texas. Yes, Kaylin? Yeah. I said great answers and great responses. I I, I generally enjoyed all of them. Yeah. Thank you. I really so. enjoyed being here and talking with you and hearing the updates and what's been going on. It was a while since since last time, so thank you for the invite. And yeah, you know, I look forward to staying in touch and talking again soon. Yeah, and no doubt. And we would love to have 
any of those new promoters that are um, rocking and rolling in that area on the show so we can showcase what they're doing, let athletes know, because, you know, in natural bodybuilding, like yourself and uh, myself, I mean, the show I'm thinking about is going to be in Kentucky, Kaylin Travels. I mean, we like to get around and experience um, sport in different areas. So there may be some folks that are wanting to come your way to compete now that there are so many more opportunities. So do keep us posted or connected with those folks. And with that being said, KP, last thought on tonight? Well, I think Kelly would do a great job having snickerdoodle pancakes. (laughs) Either that or a uh, chocolate whey mug cake. (laughs) Either way, how can you lose? You're talking my language. So, on behalf of Texas, Natural Bodybuilding Everywhere, Kelly, Kaylin, the boy from P4P Muscle, and hashtag chocolate way for the win, your body is a temple, so let's build it. <laughs>